Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here, as always, with Nikki Alfaro. Good morning, guys. Nikki, how is, how is your Friday? Well, we talked about this off-air right before we started, but Friday isn't really Friday for you, right? No, no, it isn't. My days, are, my days off are uh, Wednesday, Thursday, so mm. Friday is technically my Monday. Hmm. <laughs> So happy Monday, Nikki. <laughs> Thanks. I need <laughs> coffee. <laughs> That's what the show is for, Nikki. It's to, for having coffee and talking about comic books. I know, I know. It's just my my shop is like connected to a cafe, so I usually just have caffeine like right before I stop or start my shift and yes. all throughout. <laughs> mm. That makes sense. I cannot. I don't think I'd be able to form words anymore without having a cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> I'm and I never do my best. <laughs> I never thought I'd become one of those people, uh, and it makes me feel older and older when I say stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I felt especially old the other day because I was at Target, and I got really excited because they now have a self checkout line. <laughs> <laughs> that made me really genuinely excited. <laughs> because I would have to wait on their horrible lines or be asked for the 16,000th time, do I want to sign up for a Target credit card? So I was excited about that. So that's my life, Nikki. So <laughs> something to look forward to as you get older. Um, <laughs> uh, have you read any comics yet this week? I have. Do I remember what they are? Um... I actually read quite a lot. Um, Tuesday night is usually when I get my comics um, because I have uh, I work at the closing shift, um, so I, I grab my comics and then on the subway ride home I try to read some of them. So I've read uh, Sensation Comics number twelve, um, Marvel Zombies two, Future Imperfect three. How were Marvel Robin. Zombies? How are Mar Marvel Zombies and Future Imperfect? I I really enjoyed them. I wasn't expecting to like Future Imperfect because it was Greg Land, but like it, his art's actually okay in in throughout that that mini series. And um, you know, I I like the characters. I like what they're doing with the thing and. Um, I love Ruby Summers and. Um, Layla, who Layla Miller, who's mm -hmm. um, from X Factor, so uh, and I've been on an X Men kick, so it's just fueling that. <laughs> yeah, the Greg Land thing—that was my exactly the same feeling I had. But his art in this feels like you know art to me, not yeah, it doesn't feel like tracing mm -hmm. as much. I was yeah. I was looking at it for a little bit. I'm like, this is not bothering me. What? <sighs> I'm I'm hoping that if um, the X Men title he's uh, he's doing the art for is like this, then I wouldn't mind it as much. Um, so yeah, there's that. And Marvel Zombies number two continues to be pretty great. Um, I know you're a big fan of Next Wave, so yeah. <laughs> so Elsa Bloodstone. She kicks all kinds of ass. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's that's was my biggest surprise about that series. Reading that first issue was I always say this over and over again, but I'm not a previews guy. I don't like reading previews because I don't like being spoiled on stories that are coming, you know, down the line or or whatever. But so I picked up that book not really knowing what it was going to be, and the fact that it stars her and is about her just made made it shoot to the top of my list. So. This second issue, it continues. Is it the same level as the first? Yeah, yeah. Um, her interactions with that kid are, are hilarious, and you get to see a little bit more of like what she's gone through. And um, it's still as ridiculous, kind of, as in Next Wave, but it, it you kind of see more of the emotional t toll. Like it's not as like parodied, I guess. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that's awesome then. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to read that one. Um, what else was on your list? Oh, sorry. Uh, I know you talked about We Are Robin. Uh, that's kind of part of the basis for our show this week. We're going to be talking about the different Robins and, and picking our favorite uh, <laughs> based off of that and the announcement of Robin Eternal, which is going to be coming um, in the fall, uh, kind of taking over where Batman Eternal, uh, taking that kind of whole of a weekly book for, for, for DC. Uh, but what else, other than We Are Robin, did you read, Nikki? Um, Sensation Comics number 12. If you're a big fan of Poison Ivy, pick that up, because she um, she is the main guest in the primary story, because there's, a, there's like a primary short story and then like a shorter short story in, towards the end. But um, yeah, the Poison Ivy story is really great. Um, she kind of... She appears on Paradise Island, and... Um, because Gaia told her to come here, and they have to um, they have to team up against a Titan, and it's pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, how have you been enjoying that series overall, Nikki? Sensation Comics. Um, it's I've I've really uh, enjoyed the whole like you don't really have to get or read anything else to get it because they're just self-contained short stories. Um, and for the most part, they've been pretty, um, they've been pretty uh, accurate and like on to Diana's character um, more so uh, than the New 52 mm -hmm. version of her. Uh, although I have been reading um, the most recent arc of Wonder Woman. Um, the Finches are really improving and it's been a lot better than um, th when they first took over. That's good to that's good to hear. I always want the character to be written well. Um, oh, Nikki, did you see Ant-Man? Yes, we talked about it last week. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> we talked about it last week. <laughs> More coffee is needed as, <laughs> as we proceed. Um, <laughs> and I haven't had any coffee, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, my my brain is is atrophy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I haven't I haven't gotten uh, my books yet this week, but I did start rewatching Lost with my wife, which <laughs> I'm very excited about. We watched like four or five episodes yesterday. Um, it's quite a task. It is, but it's a task I'm very excited about because it's my favorite <laughs> show of all time. So I'm, I'm excited to rewatch it. And I haven't watched the first season in a very long time, so it's been cool 
going back a, a, and watching that. And I'm sure that will r remain an addiction. The thing is, like, though, we'll have days where we just sit there and watch all day. So we'll end up watching, you know, 17 episodes in a day or something. <laughs> and and so, you know, you go through almost a season in a day. So it won't even take us that long to go through all six seasons of, of, of that show. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Especially there's nothing, you know, there's no new shows on right now. So... Or ones that I'm I'm watching that are new, I should say. So I'm I, I need something to fill that gap. Yeah. I I've been tempted to rewatch Person of Interest um, because my friend um, like went through all four seasons within like a two week uh, span of time, uh, and she was live tweeting it, and I I really love that show. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but it's it's a great. Uh, almost superhero show, I, I guess. It's like a, it's more of a vigilante kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes. I, you know, my the reason I kind of tuned out of it was, I, it seemed like a procedural, and all, although in in like a genre that I liked, but with actors that I liked because it has Michael Emerson from Lost in it. Um, but uh, I don't really like procedural shows, you know, shows that are kind of case of the week stuff. And, I, and I've heard that it gets less of that as it went, goes along and it becomes more unified as far as story goes. But I, I just have trouble kind of doing shows that are case of the week type of things, I guess. Yeah, the first season is, is a, focuses a lot more on the procedural aspect. Um, but as the show goes on, it... It really focuses on the mythology of the, the machine, and um, how uh, and they introduce more characters um, that make it a lot more interesting. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of my favorite shows. It's uh, it's one of the few shows that I can say where, like, where it started at and where it's at right now are like completely different things. <laughs> And like it just it blows my mind every season, but yeah. Um. Well, that's awesome. That's 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 high praise. Then I'd say, cool, awesome. Um, I might have to check that out. This I have a long list of shows that I have not watched <laughs> that I need to watch. I think True Detective is on top of on top of that list, um, but I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I have not seen the last two seasons of Mad Men. Um, I've never watched Hannibal, so there's a bunch of shows that I haven't watched that I feel like I should watch, but just have never gotten around to, to checking out. But well, uh, we'll leave the TV talk behind. We, we're going to talk about some comics. So tell me about We Are Robin, and that we'll start talking about Robin in general as, as a character. So what did you think of We Are Robin? I, you know, when I first heard of the concept, I, I was kind of like rolling my eyes at it and just like, Mm, this is kind of like is is DC pushing this this whole diversity thing with this this series, um, but as I I got to to see like some of the previews and uh, see the character designs, I I got really into like I I wanted to know who these characters were, um, and when I started reading it, the whole 
premise kind of kind of reminded me of the movement um, where you have these group of kids trying to um, trying to make the world a little bit better or their world at least like their little neighborhood um, but it, it starts off with uh, one uh, one teen um, his name's Duke and he he's having a rough time because after Endgame um, his parents are missing <clears throat> and he's taking it out by like going out every night trying to find his parents um, beating up people getting beat up on the way <clears throat> and he he He's he gets noticed by this group and their mysterious leader, who I have my theories on who he is, um, and um, they try to recruit him. And um, like the focus is on him right now because obviously he's the fresh perspective. Um, but I'm really excited to learn more about the other characters as well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I read the first issue and I, and I did really enjoy it, and I think that. What I like about it is you, something you mentioned earlier, which is that it's about these people trying to make their neighborhood a better place. I, I like the containedness of the story. I think it's what's so, been so strong about um, Gotham Academy and also like the new Batgirl, which is that they don't they they don't really deal with these kind of world-ending implications. You know, they're dealing with small scale stuff that is very high stakes for the people in the stories. And, and I, I think that's a, it's a great idea. Um, and I, I like the idea too of kind of, you know, these people using this mantle of Robin as their touchstone. And it seems like they're doing it. The, the kids who are doing it are doing it for the right reasons. We don't obviously don't know if, the the leader of uh, their leader is doing it for the right reasons um, because there might be something nefarious about that person. Um, but I like that they're using that mantle and kind of we all can be the one that helps, if not Batman himself, but the legend of Batman sort of um, help everyone and not just the people he can himself reach, which I thought I think is cool. Yeah, towards the end of the first issue, he the that mysterious leader was talking about. Um, adding color to to the to that world and how Robin is that that person to add like a little color and hope and I, I really um, that that's what really sold me on the series um, so yeah uh, it's we are Robin check it out <laughs> yeah uh, it's uh, uh, I know it's Lieber Mayho is is the is the writer on it um, yeah I, I've, I've never read anything from him before I he think. did a pretty cool uh, graphic novel called Batman Noel uh, a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that one. And he also did the art on that one as well. I know he doesn't do the art on this book. Um, and I'm looking up right now who the artist is because I don't want to not say their name while I'm talking about them. <laughs> uh, of course. Oh, Kyrie Randolph. That's right. Kyrie Randolph. Uh, so, great art as well. And I like the the style and the style is it's very kind of fluid and fun mm -hmm. but without without being silly you know it has the ability to portray emotion and, and to to be serious but it's got a looseness to it that that i really enjoy and it sort of underscores kind of everything 
I, I love about the character of Robin. And, and when I was, it's funny because when I was probably a teenager, I had that prevailing thought and it went for a while. It went probably in, in until I was in my, sometime in my twenties that I, I thought Robin was lame. You know, <laughs> I, I loved him when I was a kid, but when I got older, I was like, oh, he's, well, it doesn't make any sense. Why would Batman have a little kid running around with him? All this stuff. And it wasn't really until I got really back into reading comics full time that I reacquired my love for, for the character. And I think that, you know, they say it in, Grant Morrison says it in his stuff, but, you know, Batman will always need a Robin. And I think that that, that's, that, that, that change up, that light and dark and, you know, the, the, guy, the man who's too far gone with the boy who is kind of teetering on the edge it is such an interesting dynamic to me and I love Robin as a character now and I love looking through his history and 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 seeing how each one affected the books and and, and Batman himself and um, if, if I was gonna rank kind of my favorite heroes and, and not go by obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk about who our favorite Robins are but Robin as a, as a concept is what I think one of the best concepts in in superhero comics uh, what are your thoughts on on the character of Robin Nikki um, I think when I was, when I was, uh, little, there was, I grew up on the Batman animated series, um, and I don't remember which one was the first one I watched, but I, I remember there always being a Robin there, um, and I, I guess that's, that's what my thought was, that, like, where there was a Batman, there has to be a Robin, and then, um, when I started reading more comics, it was um, the Tim Drake era. Um, my cousin's big long box in the basement of his house, it, it was basically all Tim Drake comics, um, at, at least in the Batman section of his collection. Um, so I, I grew up with a Robin that was very... Um, I always thought that Tim Drake was always kind of just like Batman, but he didn't want to be just like Batman. So I that like that kind of dynamic was really interesting uh, to me. Um, and then now with Damien, it took a little bit for me to like him. <laughs> and then when he died, it was just like, okay, we're we. We need him back because that he he had a, he had such a um, a presence in the new Fifty Two world that um, even though I wasn't really reading it, I was very much aware of it and um, his uh, his personality was very um, it grew on me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, the concept of Robin it's it's changed. I I didn't grow up with with Dick Grayson or or Jason Todd as as Robin. So I I never really had a connection with either of them as that character as the as with that mantle. Yeah, I mean I I watched the the old 60s Batman show um you know when it was airing nonstop on repeats when I when I was a kid and of course Dick is the is the Robin there and then in the animated series they they use both. They use Dick at the beginning and then they transition to Tim at a certain point in, in the animated series. So but I, they know, mixed up, uh, they kind of 
added a lot of Jason Todd's history to, to Dick's character, I think. Oh, no, they added Jason Todd's history to Tim Drake's character. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah they did. Um, but, I mean, they didn't make Tim as angry as Jason was <laughs> in, in in his stories. And, you know, I before I was really paying attention to stuff, I didn't really... You know, I didn't know the story of Jason Todd for a very long time, and it really wasn't until much later that I, 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 you know, I knew about the fact that there was a second Robin who died, who was murdered, and 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 that it was done with this this call in line and and all of these and all of these factors about it. I very much Tim Drake, Dick Grayson was the first Robin I knew. Tim Drake was definitely the Robin that I grew up with in, in, in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, I love, what I do love about them is that they all sort of bring different, you know, different things to the character. You know, mm -hmm. uh, my favorite thing about Grayson is that he is su such, so fun and, and so lighthearted. And, and he is the, uh, he is the opposite of Batman in a lot of ways, right? A opposite of Bruce where his parents died but instead of using it as it affecting him and making him darker, it kind of made him want to live more in a lot of ways, which I love that counterpoint with Batman. And then Jason is, you know, this reclamation project, this troubled boy who Batman saves off, off of the streets and, you know, needs to be, needs to, you know, get his, at his potential. And there's a lot of walls up. Uh, and obviously, I'm skipping Tim for right now, Damien being his son, there's sort of a natural progression there. And of course, the story with Damien is, is, is fantastic and how he goes from being this murderous little shit to who he is now, uh, it, it, it's such a wonderful arc in, in comics. But what I always loved about Tim and why he was my favorite for so long was that he wasn't chosen to be Robin, he decided he wanted to be Robin. And he decided, you know, this guy's going around. He's obviously got pain. He's obviously got problems. He needs somebody with him. You know, he needs somebody to be that balance for him. And I'm going to be that for him. And not only does he decide to be Robin, but he figures out when apparently nobody else can. <laughs> this kid does. This kid <laughs> figures out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. And... But, you know, he doesn't really hold it over his head. He doesn't blackmail him with it, you know, but he uses it to show him that I'm the, I'm, I'm like you, you know, I have the ability to be the detective that, that you are. And the fact that Tim is such a great detective underscores what I love about Batman, which is, that's my favorite part about Batman is, is the detective aspect of him. And I love that about it. And of course, in, uh, it's, it's funny because in the Dark Knight Rises, right, they kind of play around with that idea, right? Because in a really stupid way, which is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is like, I looked into your eyes and I knew you were Batman, which doesn't make any sense. But, <laughs> uh, but Tim doing what he did is just amazing to me. And I loved that, you know, him going through it as Robin was a, a different experience than, than everybody else's. And, and, you know, whether it be sort of his miniseries, there's, you know, the Robin miniseries that they did where, he uh, he's kind of a Batman's away and he's alone in Gotham and the Joker 
it's the first time the Joker sees Robin since he killed Jason. And it's, it's this great interaction with the two of them. It's Chuck Dixon book. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, really great. Whether it be a very controversial identity crisis, uh, which has some really good Tim stuff in it as well, or the stuff when he's trans, when Damien becomes part of the picture, and you get this sort of sibling rivalry and this abandonment stuff going on with Tim, uh, because he, he kind of is not ready to not be Robin anymore. He kind of gets pushed out of being Robin, and I, I love all of that, those aspects of of his character. There was uh, in Teen Titans as well with um, when Jason comes back and he confronts Tim. Um, that was a really good issue too. Uh, I I love the Jeff Johns Teen Titans run, um, and that um, that was like what two thousand three. Yes, I mean when yeah. did he? It was it was before he wasn't doing that when he was doing Green Lantern, right? I don't think so. He he so, left at some point. Um, the Teen Titans run, like issue thirty something. It might have been after the crisis. Okay, I know there's so, a whole omnibus yeah. of Jeff Johns Teen Titans. Yeah, and it's huge. So I know that that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, I I love the way John. I always love the way Johns writes the other characters, you know, and Teen Titans is made up of sidekicks and junior characters and characters that aren't used as much in, in sort of major continuity. And he, I think that's always when Jeff Johns is at his best when he's writing the sort of misfit characters, mm -hmm. I, I guess in, in, in a lot of ways. And I love the dynamics, like you were saying between the Robins, like I love that kind of Dick and Tim are really good, good friends, you know, and, and and they sort of have a, a big a little brother big brother relationship bet between the two of them, um, and yeah, I, I, it's just a just a great thing with all of them. You know, the one obviously there are other Robins like Carrie Kelly is is the Robin in the Dark Knight series, um, and she's great in in, the, in those books. But we're more kind of talking about continuity uh, Robins um, here. Uh, obviously, Stephanie Brown is Robin for a short period of time. I have personally never read the books where she was Robin. Have you, Nikki? I've read... That was around the time that, time that Teen Titans was going on, so I read, like, Tim's reaction to it, which was funny. Um, but I, I never read, like, this actual series where she's she's Robin. I mean, it's short-lived. I, I think it's... I, I, don't, I don't know how many issues it is. It, it's, not, it's not a lot. And uh, that was in a time where they were treating her character pretty poorly in, 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 in general with what happens to her right after that, which is the, which is her death and then her coming back later. Yeah. So, so dealing with her, her aside, um, and mostly because I have no experience with her as the character, I never thought there was going to be someone I liked more than Tim. Um, <laughs> but at this point, I can say with almost assuredness that Damien is my favorite Robin. Um, I'll get into why, but I've been talking for a bit. What about you, Nikki? Is Tim still your favorite, or is or is there someone else? I I'm been meaning to get into the Batman and Robin series, uh, New Fifty Two, um, because I'm excited to see what uh, so many people have. Have gone through and and because you you have 
you, you have uh, you're saying that Damien's your favorite character now, and to to unseat Tim as your favorite Robin, like okay, I I can't, I really need to check this out now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't been able to. Um, but um, we we just got all five trade paperbacks in stock at the store, so I'll, I'll be able to catch up soon. Um, but Tim is my absolute favorite. Um, he he's basically been Robin the entire time I've I was into Batman comics or in comics in general. Um, so I got to to see a lot of that growth from him. Uh, just starting out as Robin to him um, kind of understanding that he he may be the perfect candidate to be the next Batman but he doesn't want to be um, and like and Superboy is, is one of my other favorite characters in DC and I love their relationship as well their friendship was uh, um, a very big part of Young Justice and um, Teen Titans and um, their own series as well um, but yeah Tim is my absolute favorite yeah I, and, and, and you saying uh, you know kind of you want to read it because it, it changed my perspective you know, it didn't Let's say this: It didn't make me like Tim any less. <laughs> that you know, I still, I still love Tim, and he's still one of my favorite characters ever. But the thing about Damien, and it starts pre New Fifty Two as well, because I feel like the the Grant Morrison Batman and Robin stuff, the three volumes that he did of, of that book, um, where obviously uh, Dick is Batman and Damien is Robin. I absolutely adore. Uh, I think that it, it's great because, and I believe we talked about this before on this show, but the whole point behind it for Morrison was that he wanted to flip the dynamic where Robin was this brooding, serious, sort of angry character and Batman was this happy-go-lucky, fun character. And I love that flip in the dynamic. Uh, and yeah, there were still times where, you know, Damien was, was, a, little, was a little shit, but... <laughs> He started growing there, and he started forming a bond with with Dick. And then into the Batman Incorporated days, both pre fifty two and a new fifty two, you know, you get you get some great stuff with him there up until the time where he passes away, which is obviously, um, you know, a great issue and, and a great series and, and a great moment. But all the stuff leading up to there in Batman Incorporated, you know, Morrison definitely was focused on redeeming the character and making him a hero, but did it, whereas I feel like in the Tomasi side of things, they soften his edges a little bit, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing for the character. Morrison more focuses on you liking him by just making him, A, not murder anybody anymore, which is, is, <laughs> is a good step, but also um, just by sh how sheerly capable he is. Because in Batman Inc., he's so capable. And, you know, it's this thing where people continuously uh, underestimate him and he continuously proves them wrong and he continually shows how smart he is and you can get angry because he's, cause he's not the kind of character who's like, Tim is brilliant, right? Tim is a detective, he's brilliant, but he's very humble about being brilliant. <laughs> Damien is not yeah, humble about, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know I'm brilliant. Yeah, Damien's like, he'll call you an idiot if, you, if you're not as brilliant as he is. So. 
he's a hard person to like in that way, but it's almost impossible not to like because of how brilliant he is. And then in the Tomasi stuff, they do such a wonderful job of softening him a bit and making the relationship between father and son an, a very, very intrinsic aspect of, of the story, which I just absolutely love. And they, they redeem his character in a lot of ways without taking away, he's still, you know, snotty and, 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 and arrogant, but they, they, they scale it back in a way that I think makes him eternally likable. And his arc is just, I think, what's made me love him so, so much to the point where he's, you know, probably in my, in my top 10 or top five characters in comics overall. So that, that's why he, he rests number one for me with, with Tim, a very close second. And then... It's hard because Tim Drake hasn't had any real development like that <clears throat> since the new Fifty Two started, so it's absolutely right. Um, it, you're absolutely absolutely right. That and that's been a my great sadness for the last couple of years is that there's been nothing great with Tim in, in years. I, I know he's James Tynan's favorite character, so hopefully this kind of Batman Eternal and, and Robin Eternal and going forward, hopefully, you know, it, it, we'll see the character kind of return to higher yeah, heights. You might check it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally did not read any of Batman Eternal, although I do want to read it in its entirety now that it's being collected. Um, but yeah, I'm excited yeah. for Robin Eternal. Yeah, me too, me too. So we had some uh, listeners chime in about who their favorite Robins are. Um, so uh, Hugh Perry, little, little known to Talking Comics, Hugh Perry, who's H underscore pause, says, has to be Damian Wayne for me, a precocious and brilliant little sod whose journey has been a joy. Um, Sammy Cassell says, Dick Grayson was the first and best, especially played by Burt Ward, who is in the, the, the 60 series. <laughs> Logan Rowland says, Damian, he's a little snot, but when written with heart, it's all the more poignant. Um, <laughs> Joey, who's JC underscore Matt, says, Dick Grayson is a great character, but Tim Drake is probably the better Robin. Um, also really digging the We Are Robin team. Um, Mike, who's at Liberal Bastion, says, I think that Doctor Who's your first... I, I think like Doctor Who's your first is yours. So your, whoever your first doctor is, is your doctor. So, so, so with that in mind, Jason Todd will always be my Robin. Um, uh, <laughs> So uh, at Yella underscore ghost, whose Twitter name is Dick Grayson, says Dick, of course, because he was because he was the first similar origin to Bruce, witty, able to be a leader and has taken on the mantle of the bat. Um, Matt Wood, who's at Johnny Matt Wood, says Tim was always my guy. You got to love Robin you grew up with. Uh, so, yeah. So thank you, everybody who, who chimed in with their... Um, with with their thoughts, Liberal Bastion also says that we should check out Mark Wade's book Insufferable, very Batman versus Robin vibe. Uh, and all, everybody who chimed in used the hashtag uh, Talking Java. So if you guys want to get in contact with us anytime during the week about anything, use that hashtag, and we will be sure to find it um, w when it's out there. Uh, you can find us at Talking Comics uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Bobby Shortle, Nikki. I am at I am Asian Batgirl. All right. And that's going to do it for Comics and Coffee this week. Thank you so much for joining us and starting your day out the nerdy way with us. And we will see you next week. <laughs>